now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes, chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Reel Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Welcome to another show of Rod and Real Radio. I'm not John Cassidy, this is Wendy Tochihara, and tonight, pro bass angler Stan Vandenberg and myself will be your co-hosts for the first hour. John's at Angler's Inn in El Salto, and he'll be giving us a call the second hour and giving us a report, and, and we'll see how he's doing out there. But uh, tonight, our guests, we have some great guests lined up, and uh, for the first hour, we're going to have Merritt McRae, saltwater editor for Western Outdoor News, research scientist and board member for a new organization called Coastal Conservation Association. We'll also have Pat McDonald from Western Outdoor News talking about his upcoming white sea bass tournament. And as always, we'll have Phil Friedman from Phil Friedman Outdoors, Captain James Nelson giving us the inshore report, and Captain Mike Diamond from Hawaii. He's probably going to give us a call. Um, but first off, we need to introduce our co-host, Stan Vanderberg. Hey, Stan, how's it going? Hey, Wynn, it's going well, girl. <laughs> it's pretty fun, isn't it? <laughs> It's pretty fun. You, know, you, you know, know, it's been a little wet here. We're getting a little rain. Um, I'm sure some of the people got the fish this weekend. I didn't, but I'm getting ready to. That was my thing. So got the boat ready to go. I'm going to pre-fish this week. I've got a tournament coming up on Saturday. So, well, that's know, good. And, I, hey, and, did you get to and, see the Bassmaster Classic tonight? Well, I, if I get a chance to to warm up after this thing, <laughs> after we're done with this show, I'll watch what happened there. I heard... I think it's the Takahiro. Uh, no, I want to say congratulations to Casey Ashley. Oh, was it for Casey the that won? 2015 Bassmaster Classic. Hopefully, we'll have him on next week. Um, I'm not sure what John has planned, but I hope we'll be able to get him on. Oh, good, because I was as I was kind of keeping up with it a little bit on the internet there. I thought Takahiro was going to win it the way it was it was going there, and I and I had to flip out of it and kind of get ready to do some other things, but congratulations, that's a big win. Yeah, so I'm happy for him, and everybody I'm sure is happy for him. It's his first win, and it's on his home lake and his home state and hometown, So, and, and that hardly ever happens, so congratulations to Casey Ashley. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's a, <laughs> it's a life changer right there. That's right. Well, so let's introduce our first guests. We have both at the same time. We have Merritt McCray. Hello, Merritt. Are you there? Hi, Wendy. I am right here. 
great. And Pat McDonald, are you on the line? Yes, I am. It's a party. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a new year and it's a new day, and we have this new organization that's come into town, and hopefully uh, this new organization is going to really help out uh, California. It's called CCA California, and it stands for the Coastal Conservation Association. And, Merritt, you want to tell us about the, the new organization? Well, I think this new organization is really going to help give anglers a voice out there, both um, both when it comes to talking to people who who make the policies that uh, direct our fishing efforts and what we can and cannot do, and it's also going to help us in, in a great way just get together and understand what it is we need to do and, and go after those things we want to do, like, say, perhaps creating artificial reefs. Well, I think it's really so, yeah. good, for one, because we haven't had anybody really, the, the, the people we thought were speaking for us weren't. And and now we've got somebody that really understands, and a group of people that are behind the the committee that's there with knowledge and and the wherewithal to go forward, which I think is great. Congratulations to the, getting this started and getting uh, the whole thing moving. You know, one of the one of the things with this organization, it's actually a national organization, and. Um, they have quite a few other chapters, so we will be the the California chapter. And both Merritt and I are both board members of this new organization, but we have some really key people that are leading the organization as um, or that are chairing, which would be Bill Shedd and Dave Pfeiffer. Um, they have been doing a great job, and they're continuing on doing a great job. But, I mean, you name it, um, Ali Husseini, Bart Hall, Mike Lum, Bob Hoos, uh, Bill Buchanan, David Bacon, I mean, there's so many, Don Hansen, Harold Davis, so many great big names in this new organization that hopefully, you know, we'll be able to help the recreational anglers here. And, uh, and, and this is a fight for conservation and for anglers' access. So hopefully Merritt, how many people are involved with, it, with the committee? I believe right now we are standing at 24 board members, and um, there is one more. Wendy, is this correct? There is one more opening still, or has that one been filled? It's been filled. So 25. So we have 25 board members um, for CCA. Nice. And that's the California chapter. This is a national organization, as Wendy mentioned. So there are, in all of our coastal states, there's a CCA chapter in each state, except for a few of the smaller ones, I believe, in the upper northeast coast. California was the last of the large coastal states to join up with CCA. Well, at least, you know, I don't care. As long as it got signed up and they got people to stop, you know, or start uh, standing up for what we need, and uh, instead of things just being passed and thrown at us, and by the way, this is going to happen and this is going to stop, that had to stop. So this is a really good thing, and I have it nationwide is huge. Oh, absolutely. Merit? Just the whole, yes. Go, go ahead. Yeah, just the whole idea of giving anglers, especially here in California, a voice, a voice that can be heard, and also providing a venue for us to be able to decide what it is that we want to do and where we want to go the kinds of things that we want to promote. I really like 
the um, the mission of our California chapter, which is conserving the resource and anglers' access to it. I think that's that's a really important couple of ideas. First of all, conservation is foremost, and then oh, secondly, yeah. anglers have to maintain the access, the legacy access that we've had for well over a hundred years. I agree. You know, and there's been people that have been trying to cut us off and cut fishing out of out of California completely, uh, but we didn't have anybody to to really cowboy up and and help. So having this new group and having a nationwide strength behind it is huge. That's just amazing. So, Merritt, how can how can people help? How can anglers help? What what do they need to do, and where can they go? Well, Right now, I think the most important thing is to build the, the number of people that we have that are members in California. I'd like to see, I'd like to see anglers all over, all, especially the clubs that already have some base organization behind them, come together and join CCA as individual members. I think the cost, the cost is about 30 bucks for the membership, and that's mostly uh, for the national membership. And then beyond that, I understand that at the Fred Hall Show, there's some great opportunities to be had there for joining not only CCA, but getting a whole great bunch of uh, promotional gift packages and um, and all kinds of goodies that might be had at the show. So how can someone become a member? Well, you can join CCA. You can go online to joincca.org and join there. Or you can just come to the Fred Hall Show, and you can sign up right there. There'll be booths both at the both at the Pine Street entrance to the show hall, and also at the main entrance. Good deal. Pat, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm just listening in. <laughs> <laughs> You're so quiet. That's not like you. Well, there's, there, if you have too many voices, people don't 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 know who's talking. So uh, I just figured I'd listen. And Merritt's got plenty of good things to say. So. Uh, I think it's going to be great to have a new organization. United Anglers is no longer with us. It's, the debt has been paid. The land was sold. Uh, you know, the, uh, we need to we need to have something out there for for us. And this is a very good organization with some great people behind it. Um, I will say this: is that Merritt said there's a lot of goodies and things. So it's three dollars at the door. If I could just, we're putting out the show program, so I know a lot about the Fred Hall Show and everything. We've been doing stories about this group, but. It's thirty dollars at the door, but if you pay fifty, then you get into the—I uh, believe—you get into the show for free, which is the sixteen-dollar value. And then you get all these coupons for this incredible amount of stuff: drawings, uh, discounts. Um, it's probably worth one hundred fifty dollars just to uh, just to get this packet, you know. So we're trying to get people to join and get a, a, a large number of people, and that twenty dollars is going to go into the California uh, um, purse, you might say. Of the organ of the chapter, and the thirty dollars um, would the base amount would go to the national. I think if that's if that's right, is that right, Merritt? That's what I understand. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, the thirty dollars. No matter what, if you become a thirty dollars standard membership, the thirty dollars goes to national. If you go to the Fred Hall show and you purchase the fifty dollar membership, you get the entrance to the show plus a hundred and actually more than $150 worth of coupons and um, and discounts. But like Pat said, you get entered into um, to all these different drawings, which is going to be worth way more than that. So that's going to be worth it. But also, if you're feeling really generous, I'm on the Lifetime Committee membership 
committee. <laughs> I'm looking for thousand dollar donors. <laughs> so if you're feeling really generous, look me up. I'll be at the Fred Hall Show in the main booth outside of the convention, Long Beach Convention Center, every morning, three hours before the opening. So is that going to be at the entrance there where the parking lot is or the Pine Street side? Yeah, I'll be at the main entrance where the parking lot is, okay. parking structure is. But cool. but both entrances will have uh, membership booths. Good enough. So this organization, if we're not going to be surprised anymore from something that comes in from Sacramento that says, oh, by the way, uh, we'll be warned ahead of time or pre-warned a little bit? Hopefully that's the plan. Good, good, good. <laughs> and enough of this stuff where you're surprised lately here in the last few years has been brutal. But, you know, well, yeah, it, it'll be good. Really and hopefully, you know, as far as maybe um, artificial reefs go, I would love to see artificial reefs. But also, Merritt, why don't you expand on what's going to happen with um, Hub SeaWorld and CCA? Well, you know, actually for a lot of years, a lot of people don't know this, but United English was actually instrumental in um, – and supporting those grow-out pens for white sea bass all up and down the coast. And not only does that um, pr- provide a resource benefit, but it really gives anglers something to gather up behind and something that they can do themselves, hands-on, to help the resource. I think that's just the whole idea of, of uh, anglers helping the resource and being able to feel like they've done something good for it is, is really valuable. Now, United Anglers provided... Um, the opportunity for the grow-out pens to do insurance. And I, and I believe CCA California will be doing that same thing. We'll be filling that void and, and supporting those grow-out pens. Good deal. Pat, you were going to say something before? Oh, no. I, 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 you know what? I, I probably forgot what I was going to say. You know, it's just <laughs> one of those things. You know, don't worry about it. No, but there was just, it's, I think Merritt is covering a lot of the bases about what the group is and where it's headed. Everybody really must remember that at this point, this is a group that is in its infancy. So when you go even on the website, now perhaps it's been changed, there's not a lot in there about the California chapter, but there will be. So uh, it's... uh, this, the whole idea behind it is we are making the I'm not making the announcement, but we are getting the getting the word out there that this group is forming, that there's good people behind it, that lobbying, uh, attending meetings, keeping things up in front so that we're uh, people are communicated with, so that we know what's coming up, so we're not blindsided, and uh, having a national organization behind us uh, to uh, to assist us in that is, is going to be critical to this thing being a successful thing for us here in California. You know, Merritt touched on um, the uh, Hub Sea World and the Grow Up Pens. Uh, you know, hopefully, because um, Hub Sea World ended up getting a uh, a nice donation, um, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to start using the Grow Up Pens for other types of, of fish. But you know what? Right now, we've got to go to a commercial break. So, can both of you hang on, and we'll be right back with more Rod and Reel Radio. You 
can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at El Cajon Ford.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. I am an angler, a heroic defender of the noble sport of fishing. When I go out with my crew, we're prepared for everything, from itty-bitty mosquitoes to the biggest bass you've ever seen. Not to mention, we all wear life jackets. And with this year's drought conditions, we're also defending every last drop of water, saving lives and saving water, because the best defense is a good offense. Just don't tell the fish that. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Real Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Welcome back to Rod and Real Radio. I'm Wendy Tokihara, and Stan Vanderberg's the co-host of Rod and Real Radio tonight. John Cassidy is on location in El Salto. Oh, bummer. 
And uh, he will be giving us a report from El Salto, uh, the second hour of the radio show. But uh, right now, we've got Merritt McRae and Pat McDonald from Western Outdoor News on the line with us. Are you guys there? We are still here. Woohoo! It's always nice <laughs> I can't to speak for I, I can't speak for Merritt, but <laughs> I'm still here, right here. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> we have no gremlins in the box tonight. That's good. <laughs> so, anyways, I was um, I left off as at um, Hub SeaWorld is looking into maybe doing halibut, maybe yellowtail, maybe calico bass. Who knows? So, you know, c- upcoming for your tournaments, Pat, your mm-hmm. Western Outdoor News White Sea Bass tournament. You guys could, you know, have bigger white sea bass, more white sea bass. I mean, because. You know the, this this grow up ten thing with the with um, the white sea bass. It, I'm sure it's helped your tournaments. Well, I don't know if it's um, it's hard to tell if it's helped because we you know we have tags. We're looking. We're always looking for tagged fish. The, the biggest one of the biggest problems we have right now is the, the amount of tags that are being returned is, is is not that great. But we are seeing a return uh, after what twenty twenty I don't know twenty five years or more. I think it's been going on maybe thirty years. It's it's the program's been going on for quite a while. So we're getting returns, uh, but you know um, the fishing has been just so fabulous for all on the coast for uh, for uh, for white sea bass. It's almost made Catalina a kind of a second uh, cousin to the uh, to the to the whole bite, and so um, Catalina. I think this year, because of the uh, cold water uh, switch over to a more of a warm water condition, we had like eight or nine years of cold water that brought about a large amount of squid. I think we're. I, don't, I hate to say this, but I don't think we're going to have this massive influx of uh, of squid and. Um, and big white sea bass on the coast. I think we're going to go back to more of a normal year in which the islands are the, the place to be for uh, for the large amount of, of white sea bass. So for that, it's going to be good for our tournament. I, um, I can't see that the grow out facilities. Uh, let's put it this way: anytime you can get people involved, and uh, it, it's a good thing. And uh, the science of it is fabulous, and, and and we have to do that sort of thing. I think what really has brought about the the large the, the return of a white sea bass has been the lack of uh, gill nets within three miles of the coast yep. we still have we still have drift gill nets and they take an enormous amount of white sea bass I don't know if people know that but drift gill nets are still out in their southern California waters there's only like 20 uh, permits that are uh, utilized each year now but uh, there's a lot of white sea bass caught in drift gill nets but the near shore areas and around the islands also we don't have those nets anymore and there was you cannot believe how many white sea bass were taken in those nets uh, prior to uh, the gillnet initiative. I think it was 1991. So I think that is the big influx of uh, of the improvement on the, on the fishery. Our tournament is really just born of the fact that we we did this thing. The fishing has come back, and then, then when it was like almost like eight, 16, 17 years ago, we decided, well, what's the point of bringing back a fishery if we don't actually utilize it? And so the tournament. Uh, came about uh, <laughs> over at Catalina. So it's been a successful tournament uh, over the years, and so we hope to have another one. It's going to be May 16th this year, and so we're looking forward to another another great uh, a great time out there at Catalina Island at Two Harbors. Well, there's a lot now, of guys this- that just target that fish. I mean, that is when it's around, you know, they just take off today and let's just go get them because they're they're here here today and gone the next day, and all of a sudden they're back. That's just that white white sea bass fishing is like that. Uh, it, but it's it has its own group 
of people that have targeted that fish. And certainly the grow-up hens have done a good job of putting more into the water than uh, than there were before. There there have been some, you know, like you said, they've had uh, that the, have been checked in, and I'm sure some of those that hit the gill nights never got checked in. But uh, but still, it, mm-hmm. it made a difference, and and really that's all that counts to, to have these guys. Because <laughs> there's a lot of chat about the thing already. I've heard several of my friends going, "Hey, are you going to fish it? Or we're going to fish it? Or I've got my skiff ready to go." So the popularity of of the white bass fishery is huge now. Well, I think what the oh, tournament it been, it's not so much the tournament, but what, the idea that we we, we controlled were. We're controlling the use of, of certain types of uh, nets. You know, uh, we had to do it. We couldn't do it through the legislature, but we're doing it. We did it through the initiative process. And, but it's taken a long time for this fishery to really come back. Um, we've always just called them the gray ghosts because it was so difficult to find them and get them. And, and now we're seeing this huge influx, and it's actually a real live fishery for us. It's been something that we've, that most of us really, I'm 60 years old, and when I came into this, the whole business and about at about 27 years old, I never really thought about catching a white sea bass. That was like a freak thing to happen. Now we have this fantastic fishery, and a lot of it is just how we uh, how we've managed to uh, it's managed to come back because we we're, we're not overfishing it, and uh, so we need to manage it. There's, there, without any question, anything that we do, um, you know, we have to we have to manage it. And some people, I think, need to uh, have a little bit of a reality check when they're out there. Uh, you know, there's a one fish limit for a while. Then they are a three fish limit, and some guys go out there and they take the full three fish. It's it's a little ridiculous, you know. To how much white sea bass really do you need? So I know I'm getting a little bit on a soapbox here, but you know we're no, we've no, got this no, great you're, fishery. You're Let's fine. protect it a little bit. We have, well, if the guy because if the guy's out there and he gets a, you know a, a forty pounder and, and he wants to get more and he just loads the wagon. He's not going to. You're going to waste the fish. It's not. Gonna, it's not going to keep that long. You know, even if you freeze it, it's not going to be that good. It's better to get more your one, take it home, eat it, and catch a few. Let them go if you want to do that. That's a lot better for the fishery, and it's a lot better for the eatery. Mm-hmm. You know, Merritt knows how I feel about that, and I don't know if I should expand on it or not. Any words from you, Merritt? Well, you can oh, expand. May okay. Uh, it, you know, and it, it might be a little controversial, but, I mean, it's just like the calico bass. When somebody gets on a sport boat and their limit is 5 or let's say their limit is 10, I think it's the person's prerogative to be able to keep keep the limit that is set by the regulations and not feel pressured not to keep it because I think that the regulations are set so that it can, we can sustain. So with three three white sea bass after July first or fifteenth or whatever it is, you know, I mean that's good because during while it was spawning season, you could only catch one. So so I, I think with the limits they have, it it it's good. And I and I think that if somebody wanted to keep the three fish, that's okay because maybe they're only fishing one time that whole year, and that's going to last them all year. Well, absolutely. A point that's, well not, made. that's not a controversial view. That's just saying we have limits and let's adhere to them. Yeah. Uh, what I what I my I, I just hear these many many stories of guys going out catching three fish during this incredible uh, coastal season, and then going back in dumping the fish, uh, you know, to a oh. 
and selling it and then going back out and catching more. It it uh, it just drives me absolutely crazy that some people are just pigs. And it uh, yeah, but but the vast majority of everybody, of course, it's one fish or three fish depending on the season. And I think that's a that that is that's what is so great. If we actually have regulations and everybody adheres to them and they're good regulations, it works. Mm-hmm. And we do have those regulations in place for white sea bass. So I'm not saying that there's a big crisis. But I am saying that there's a lot of fish that are caught commercially still um, in our waters, and yet we still have a great fishery. It's the coastal nets have been removed and also right. the grow-out facilities. I think there's still 12 uh, uh, active grow-out facilities in addition to the hatchery in Carlsbad. So it's a great program, and um, it's, I'm really pleased to hear that the new group, uh, the new chapter here in California is going to be uh, helping those clubs. Yeah, that's going to be great. And so um, just... Just to end, end the CCA thing, um, anybody who wants to look it up, it's www.joincca.org, or you can find out more information um, on our Facebook page on um, at the Fred Hall Show, and I, and it's already been in Western Outdoor News. So, um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll get everybody to join and join the bandwagon, and uh, hopefully, everybody's going to be. Entering in the Western Outdoor News White Sea Bass Tournament, and what what annual tournament is this? How many? Geez, you know, I, I can't even keep track. I think it was like sixteenth. Um, yeah, it's going to be in May, and Western Outdoor News will have all the details in it. And of course, we're going to be at the Fred Hall Show. The Fred Hall Show issue is coming out this next week on uh, between Tuesday through Friday, depending on when you get your paper or where you pick it up. It's uh, it's four sections this year. Um, wow. Four section newspaper. It's the Fred Hall preview is 104 pages. So when you get it in your mailbox, it'll feel pretty heavy, and uh, you'll go, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, what what is this?" You know. And so it has 104 pages just on the Fred Hall show, and then there's another 40 page wrapped around that with actual news uh, of uh, you know what's going on this week and then there. And we're finishing that off tomorrow. So there's and there's a story in there about the new group and the new chapter. So. We're pretty excited, and we've got a lot of things going on, a lot of charters, a lot of tournaments, not just the White Sea Bass, but the, the Cabo uh, Tournament. We've got the Striper Derby, Big Bear. We do a lot. In not just really a newspaper. We also do quite a few events. But the Catalina Tournament is, is coming up, and we're pretty, we're pretty excited about it, uh, especially the prospects for really good fishing out there this year. And we have had a great year uh, for yellowtail, halibut, and, uh, and White Sea Bass is starting to get going now. So pretty exciting times. So now on your tournament, uh, tell me a little bit about the tournament. Is it a one-day tournament, a two-day tournament? Um, where do people stay? Where do they launch? Well, let's see. They they, uh, they can launch wherever they want, and they just come out to Catalina, and then we have the uh, a check-in period of about two hours, and we've moved it up. We've shortened it, and we try to try, and we have a shotgun start. So we move people out of there much quicker. In the past, they would arrive on a Friday, and then uh, uh, rather on a, on a Saturday, and then we would. Um, um, check them in over a period of time, and then we'd have a lunch, and then we'd get, get them out of there by 1, 1.30. Well, now we don't do the lunch. We get them, they give them more, to give them more fishing time, we move the lunch over to Sunday when they arrive uh, back from fishing uh, at the weigh-in from 10 o'clock to noon. So we're giving them more time to fish over the years. Uh, we opened up the islands last year to any island you can go to. We, the coast is not open. Uh, is, uh, it's a Catalina tournament and an island tournament only. So it's a and, it, and by the way, if, if you signed up before May first, it's seventy five dollars. We just instituted that this year. It's an early bird deal, and then the tournament is on the sixteenth and seventeenth. So uh, 
So, and that's a hundred dollars a person after that. No limit to the number of people you can have on a boat. You have to have at least two, which for safety reasons. And um, and the uh, the payback is thirty three percent of the number of people at a hundred dollars or seventy five. So the payback is always thirty three percent. Plus we have um, optionals. You know, you can get into halibut, uh, yellowtail, or white sea bass because all those three species are eligible in the two fish weigh-in. So when you come in, you give us two fish, we weigh in, we total it up, and then that's, that is the uh, the overall. And then the biggest fish in each of the $100, $200, and $300 optionals, uh, a total of nine for the three species, Those that, that is a uh, winner-take-all biggest fish. So some of these teams, you, know, you can win up to $20,000 if you uh, run the board, let's say, for Yellowtail with the $100, $200, and $300 optionals, 90% payback. And um, and then you win uh, you win the tournament itself. It's 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 up there in the twenty thousand dollar category. So uh, the more people to play, the more money there is to play with. And we've got a ton of drawings too. We've got like twelve Abbott reels, like ten uh, uh, cousins rods. We've got Plano tackle. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff to give away. It's a lot of fun. And then we have a lunch on Sunday. Do the uh, do the awards, and, and we try to get everybody back across the uh, the channel by about uh, no later than, like, 1 o'clock. So it's a fun, fun tournament. A lot of people love the uh, the romanticism, you know, of the white sea bass and the Catalina Island fishing, and it's a, it's a good time by everybody. But it can be very tiring, too, because it's an overnight tournament. Oh, yeah, get up early and fish all day and then go to the banquet. That's tiring. Dan, you know all about that. No, I have no knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Tournaments are very tiring. You get people it is. with those. It, and and it, the yeah. older I get, the more times, tiring. How many times have been to it? How many times have you been to a tournament where people show up at the for the awards and they just are like their head is ready to fall into the soup? It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's tough. You're like, hey, come on, guys, let's go. Let's get excited. And they're just like, we are so tired. Oh my gosh, you don't I know. I just want to get this over so I can go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why we move. We move through it pretty fast. And uh, give away the money, and uh, congratulate everybody. Take the photos, and then we do the story in the paper. But we try to get them. We try to get them out of there pretty quick. We're not trying to give them the bums rush, but you know, but we uh, try. We realize that they've been fishing really, really hard, and so. But a lot of people just love love the tournament, despite the uh, the uh, the as you know the the overnight aspect to it. And so we're seeing bigger boats actually in the tournament year after year, and then the consolidation of teams. You used to get a lot of two-man teams, and now guys have kind of joined up on bigger boats so that they're more comfortable. So we're having fewer t- uh, boats, but we're having uh, the same number of anglers so uh, or, or close to it. So uh, Well, the tournament's really not over. I mean, it's not over, even though the tournament's over and you guys have lunch, you get the award ceremonies, and the guys that, if they don't have a big boat or they're not staying on the island, they're still going to drive across. And then it yeah. ain't over till you put it on the trailer, and you got to clean the boat up and get everything done. It's it's a long day. By the time you're done, you you yeah. paid your the price. You you have when you're done, you're like, oh my gosh, what do they just what? Are they, how do they get through that? You know, but um, but uh, there's a lot of ways to but win. But we money. love I mean, it. Say, you know, it is cool. And if you win some prizes and you have the experience and you catch your you know, white sea bass, and some of these guys on these teams, they've never caught a white sea bass before. It's they've. It's it's not like white sea bass just jumped in the boat, but gotta also remember, Stan, is that you know it's not all just white sea bass. It's white, it's, it's yellowtail and halibut are also eligible species. So uh, it, it's it's a fun way, and it'll be a fun way. And there are two harbors. Well, it gives everybody a chance. I mean, everybody's got an equal opportunity there too. Like you say, right. halibut, you, you just get in a sand area, you got a shot at that, and 
Is the yellowtailer around? You got a shot at a big one there because there are a lot of big ones out there. So it's all good. Oh, yeah. There's going to be good, and it's good yellowtail fishing this year. I think the white sea bass fishing is going to be excellent out there as well. It's going to be some of a more of a normal Catalina year yep. uh, for white sea bass. So, Pat, where can somebody um, look it up on the, online or sign up? They can go to www.wonews.com, uh, 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 W-O-N-E-W-S.com, and there's a, go to the blogs, and then click and go down to the blogs or under uh, W-O-N events uh, on the homepage, and then they get their information is there. So it has all, everything you need. Great. Thank you very much, Pat. Thank you, Merrick, for joining us tonight. And uh, we'll be right back with more Rotten Real Radio on Radio Zion, AM 540. Time for the 69th annual Fred Hall Show, the ultimate outdoor experience, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. The biggest fishing show, biggest boat show, biggest travel show, biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. It's the nation's number one show. Don't miss the Mammoth Licks Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the Ram Ultimate Air Dogs, the Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, the Savage Deer Bass Tank, the Accurate Real Saltwater Tank, Air Gun Ranges, Archery, Casting, and Dozens of family fun activities. Over 400 continuous seminars presented by Progressive Insurance, Cousins Tackle, Hobie Kayaks, and the World Fishing Network. Enter to win a custom Sea of Cortez fishing trip to Rancho Leonero, a pair of accurate fishing reels, or a Hobie Pro Angler Kayak. Kids free, kids fish free, active military free. The 69th annual Fred Hall Show, March 4th through the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Details at fredhall.com. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy Line, Spro Products, Gamakatsu Hooks, G. Loomis Fishing Rods, Shimano Products, Ovid Reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer.
Welcome back to Rod Radio. This is Wendy Kokihara with Dan Vandenberg. John Cassidy's on vacation right now. He's in El Salto fishing and uh, hopefully suffering. he'll be joining us the second hour. Suffering, yes. <laughs> hopefully he'll be joining us the second hour. But coming up next, we have Bill Friedman. What the heck is Bill thinking? Hey, Bill, how you doing? Wendy, great to be with you. How are you? I'm doing great. Got to get out and, and go fishing last night and today, so I'm doing great. In the rain? Oh, yeah. Where, where were you uh, fishing? Uh, last night, Mert and I went out to Iser's Reef and uh, got, uh, caught some sand bass, and then today I went to Irvine Lake and caught some green bass and some trout and uh, fished in the rain, got all wet, but that's okay. The fish don't mind. They're already wet. <laughs> well... As you both know, Stan and Wendy, and I know John's down in Sinaloa having a good time, but as you know, our February fishing is spectacular. And I, I'll tell you, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that I'm thinking the same thing Sean Morgan is thinking. He just called me, and he's a longtime skipper, and I know you guys both know him. He ran the Icon. He ran several boats. He's just a great guy, real loyal friend, and a really fine, fishy fisherman. I mean, he could smell them out from miles away. And he was saying, look, and he, and he said this last week, but it's worth repeating. If you've got fishing gear, you've got rods and you've got reels and hooks and jigs and sinkers and everything, and you're not fishing right now, just take them and throw them out the window because you're not <laughs> going to see a February any better than it is. And, and to illustrate that, you guys have probably talked a lot about Colinette and how good that bite is down there. Great yellow fishing going on down there, 40 to 100 yellows per boat down there with that tremendous lingcod fishery and all those reds and all the other great fish going on down there. So that has been absolutely tremendous. And then you look at the Coronado Islands and the day that Ryan Boskin's boat, the three-quarter day boat San Diego had here with over 100 nice grade yellowtail. And not only on the yo-yo iron, but on the surface iron and also on the uh, dropper loop bait. I mean, they were taken in a variety of ways. And then Sean Morgan goes to San Clemente Island over the weekend again to take a look on a private boat. And he was handicapped because the Navy had most of the place shut down. But the few areas he fished, he said it was as good as you could possibly want it. He had 40 smaller grade yellowtail, like four to seven pound yellowtail for six oh. guys. Then he had eight, eight bigger grade yellowtail, those 18 to 20 pounders, Wendy, at San Clemente Island. Calico bass everywhere at the island, 63 degree water. And as I say, he was handicapped. And he said that they had chunked up a bunch of bait because they were going to go out to Tanner Cortez, but they never made it out there. So they started throwing the chunk bait. And at one time, he said they literally saw hundreds of yellows, literally pushing one yellow tail out of the way so another fork could come in there and eat that chunk bait. I mean, it, it just sounded awesome, you guys. Wow. Well, the fishery is definitely lit up. I mean, there, this is going to be a, a banner year, another great year for, for uh, the fishing offshore and, you know, at the local islands. And I think when the bigger fish come in here, the yellowfin and the, God, wouldn't it be fun to see an albacore? <laughs> the bluefin are already out there, so it would be fun to see an albacore this year. Oh, it would, and it wouldn't be out of the question with 63-degree water. It could happen at any time. I should mention that the bluefin fishing on Cortez, and it's been up and down, but it was pretty down here this last week, and we had no excuses except a little drop in water temp, but uh, things out there were slower. There weren't as many bluefin caught. It got better as the day went on. It got better out there later. And, of course, as we move up on March 1st, everybody, we're going to have a really nice ace in the hole. If that bluefin does not bite, you can drop back and fish rockfish and load up on that stuff. 
and that certainly is going to be a huge bonus to boats that are out there fishing uh, around that neck of the woods. You know, there's still some yellows out in front of San Pedro, out near the rigs. There's yellows up there in the Santa Monica Bay. There's some yellows uh, firing around the Channel Islands. Really great stuff, and, and most of them are bigger grade fish. There's a lot of that fish at Clemente that's small and some at Catalina that's small, but there's a lot of Cedros Island-sized yellowtail wandering around right now. That is just great news. And as Sean Morgan said, you know, what normally is going on in February? Everybody's painting their boats or working on their boats, and they're all bored, and they're like, you know, when is rockfish, when is the season going to open so we can at least get back to that? And that just didn't occur this year. It was just full steam ahead. You know, this has been the first time in a long time, and I that I can't even remember we had yellowtail this big along the coast. I mean, a 38-pounder, a 30-pounder, 31-pounder, I mean, they're huge, and it's it's amazing. And so I hope everybody, you know, gets out there and gets, gets a chance to get whack at these yellowtail because unbelievable fighters. You know, if you guys are going to buy a, a, a ticket for a three-quarter day or, a, or just an overnight boat, for instance, and has the opportunity to go out and catch bluefin in the morning and yellowtail in the you know on the way out and then coming back in get rockfish to fill out a bag for something to eat that's a pretty big ticket <laughs> for for a cheap date on a one just a overnight boat uh the opportunity is pretty incredible yeah it is and and you guys will love this it doesn't stop there right out in front of where we live here in surfside and other surf fishing zones i've been hearing the same but there was a guy who came from riverside his name is patrick i met him about a month ago, and Eddie Leland was down fishing with him, so I didn't get down there. I was stuck on a computer. Right here, I, I can walk out five minutes and be fishing, and I'm stuck on a computer. What kind of an idiot am I? But this guy, Patrick, fishes old school, 20, 25-pound test, you know, that three-ounce uh, pyramid sinker with two hooks, tossing <laughs> out some worms, and Eddie said he walked over and looked in the guy's bucket and took a photo for me, and we put it up on our website, but... Here, this guy has spot fin croaker, nice big spot fin, yellow fin croaker, had a halibut that was short that day. He had barred perch, walleye perch, and some nice corvina to go with it in February. Unbelievable. Unreal. Wow. And what was he using for bait? He was using bloodworms. And, and Eddie oh. was actually throwing uh, Lucky Craft, and he was throwing artificials. First time he said he hasn't brought bait for... God knows how long, and they were not on the artificials. He had one nice big bar perch on the Lucky Crab, but this was a bait bite for some reason, and it sounds like, Wendy, that was the ticket. And for sure, Eddie, next time he comes back, is going to bring some bait because he was kicking himself about that. Do you know if any of the fish out here uh, that are along the shore in the surf, um, are, are you seeing any red crabs at all? Last night when I caught we caught sandbass at Isers, they cost up huge balls of the red crabs good question i haven't seen it yet but you're absolutely right i anticipate that happening here pretty soon where we're going to find beaches littered with those red crabs as we did in years past so yeah i think you're going to see that and of course that is just another sign uh of, of some weird stuff you know uh, morgan did mention this also on the way back um and i hope you got the beavis and butthead uh, laugh queued up for this but on the way back from clemeni he saw a couple of boobies flying across the water, Mexican brown boobies. And, you know, you don't, that's another thing. You honestly you do not see, see this until here. maybe summertime, or no. you right. might see them in the fall. But in February, or with there's a hurricane, sometimes they'll push up here. 
and you'll see those things. Stan, I didn't hear the Beavis and Butthead live. I'm disappointed. No, there wasn't, but, but I go, the, the fact <laughs> that they're just up here, period, and this time of year is, is nuts. But normally it would be like August, the, you know, with the, the heat of everything at the end of summer where everything is pushed up and the marlin trying to kind of find the islands up here, at the, you know, September, and everything's pushed up. And, and you have a little warm water, then maybe you see them. And that's when the red crabs would be around, too. I mean, normally that red crab is off in the deeper water, too. So who knows? I mean, this is a, it's going to be the bonus year again. Hopefully yep. we get some, some more rain out of this year. But, uh, but the fishing, it just looks like it's going to be another epic year. You know, I, I recall seeing um, when we had the um, the yellowtail around, I remember seeing a lot of red crabs that were floating in the water. It was like a sea of red, um, you know. So hopefully we'll have that. And you know what I want to try? Merritt told me last night when he saw all the red crabs, he goes, you know, those are really good to eat. Really? I've never had one. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I want to try it. Have you tried it, Phil? No, but, you know, why not, right? I mean, you could, like, uh, you know, do those, temp- well, how do you do them, tempura-like or what? they, they got to be good. He, he says, yeah, he says you eat them whole, so you, got, you must probably fry them or something. Yeah, fry I'm, them. I, salt. I, I'm <laughs> coming out with the know. first YouTube video on that. I'm going to go find some red crabs, and uh, I'll find some sucker <laughs> to eat these things. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing that in the next 48 hours. Red crab. <laughs> Call me. I'll yeah. eat it. I'll I know you will. Up. We'll do it together. <laughs> I'll get the report. You know, before I do the beer batter and, and fry my red crab with a bunch of boys, <laughs> what are they, like little nuggets that you, you just grab a fistful and go? I mean, I've never had one. I've seen them a lot, but I've never tried one. I don't know. It's more Maybe it's like a soft-shell uh, crawdad. Got to try it. It sounds interesting, and uh, I would think they're good. They're coming out of the sea fresh like that, and, uh, the, you know, we thought red crabs were going to attract more fish. We had no idea it was going to attract Wendy and Philip together and have them at a feast. Well, you know, I'm Asian. We make everything out of whatever. <laughs> let me know how that goes, by the way. <laughs> we'll let you know if we have to dial uh, 911 after we eat those things. <laughs> no yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so what's up for you, Phil? Are you going to be at the Fred Hall Show? Looking forward to Fred Hall. Of course, we're going to be there, Wendy. Uh, we have the Laker girls at our booth on uh, both Friday and Saturday. First time uh, we've ever had that, and I've been doing the show for 30 years. This is my 30th year in media, so... Laker Girls Friday and Saturday, we're going to have seminars every single day with skippers like Steve Virtue from the Pacific Islander, and we'll be doing that. We'll have fun games at the booth to help support our youth fishing program and raffles. And, of course, we are 150% behind Rigs to Reefs, and we have a petition that we want to get signed and push, push, push to make sure that we get these rigs converted to reefs that are going to make our, our, our environment here off the coast even more fishy than ever before so we have those there and for those folks that come by and sign there's a daily fishing trip that we're giving away as well as a brand new accurate reel and a whole bunch of other stuff so we're going to be busy over there wendy but we are sure looking forward to the greatest show on earth i thought that the rigs to reef um legislation passed or the whatever they were didn't didn't that happen it got there were some political things that went on. What a surprise! And it got hung up, so it needs to be pushed for one final time. So it really it, it's stuck in limbo right now, and so it's back up and needs to be pushed on really, really hard. So uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to push like crazy on that. 
Oh, that's great to know. Yeah, um, we need to, most definitely. You know? So what? Where is your booth in the normal spot? Where are you going to be? Um, you know, where is that? Uh, I had that written down here somewhere, but I am so disorganized. Back in the corner if you go to pforadio.com, I put up a post. I think it's 1825 or something like that. We have a 20 by 20 booth over there in that neck of the woods. And, uh, and if you go to pforadio.com, there's a post. You can click on it. I did an audio and it's got actually we, uh, uh, talking about getting organized. Joaquin Espinosa, the co-host on our Spanish radio show. Thank God for that kid. For God, he's getting me organized and he's actually got a schedule up there. So you can look and see when the Laker girls are going to be there, when Steve Virtue is going to be talking when the guys from 22nd Street Landing are going to be there, and so on. So right now, since I am so disorganized, Wendy, I'll just refer everybody to our website. <laughs> and your website is? www.pforadio.com. <laughs> All right, Bill. Well, nice talking to you, and we'll talk to you next week. Wendy, Stan, always a pleasure. Take great care of yourself, everybody. Go catch something, Phil. Bye. We'll talk to you later, Phil. And stay tuned. We'll be back with more Rod Radio. This is AM 540. And we'll have the second hour with uh, Mike Tyson. Take notes coming up next. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. When you're out fishing this year, there's two ways to be a hero. You can help save lives by making sure everyone on your boat wears a life jacket. And with the drought conditions, you can help save water. Because every drop we save is another drop out there for us and our fish. So be a hero, on the water and off. 
There's lots of ways to conserve, and there are lots of life jackets designed especially for anglers. To learn more about being a hero, take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I've got an important announcement for all California anglers. The 37-year-old Coastal Conservation Association is coming to California. The CCA is an organization of over 100,000 recreational anglers and outdoor enthusiasts currently spread across 17 states that works to conserve marine resources and anglers' access to them. The CCA has proven time and again that anglers are the best stewards of the marine environment. Across the nation, they have been very successful in protecting the interests of recreational anglers and their access to the resources they cherish. CCA Cal is just beginning. If you join us at the Fred Hall Shows, you'll get into the show for free, receive vouchers worth over $150, and be entered into drawings worth thousands of dollars. It's the right thing to do, and it's a great value. California anglers need CCA Cal to help us protect our fishing rights and our access to fish. Come and join us at the Fred Hall Show March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Help CCA Cal protect California fishing. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Welcome back to the second hour of Rod and Real Radio. I'm Wendy Tochihara, along with Astro Stan Vandenberg. We will be your co-host tonight, and John Cassidy will be joining us in the next segment coming up from El Salto at Angler's Inn. So hopefully we'll get a good report from John. But coming up right now, we have Captain James Nelson, the fish icon, to give us the inshore report. Captain James, are you there? I am here, Wendy. Are you there? I am Didn't here. you hear me? <laughs> Don't try. <laughs> How's it going, James? Oh, it's going wonderfully. We just dodged the rain today, so it was awesome. Really? You were out today <laughs> before the rain, huh? Yeah, just barely, Stan. I mean, you know, it's kind of, I, I kind of wish it would have come a little sooner. I wouldn't have had to wash the boat down, but just as soon as I washed <laughs> the boat back up in the rain. Whatever. Aw. <laughs> oh, well. Did it rain that hard over there? It was raining all day off and on over at Irvine Lake. Yeah, you know, down here in Chula Vista, I guess it, it kind of had some showers here and there. We didn't get any of it on the water, but it, it poured pretty good, like I said, right, not long after I put the boat away. But, yeah, we had real real good downpour here about 20 minutes ago. And, and where'd you fish? We fished. Uh, we went outside the bay a little bit, tried to get on the water before it got too bad, and we did. It, it didn't really get too bad on us, but then again, the fishing wasn't all that great. We came inside and then scored pretty good in the bay. We did real good. I had a guy get a, a 57-inch leopard shark, so that was pretty cool. Yippee. <laughs> That'll pull that around nice. for a while. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. You know, it was one of those rod holder fish, so, you know, we're all 
fishing, going about our ways, and just talking and telling bad jokes. Next thing we hear the drag zinging and the rods <laughs> clanking away. It says, okay. We're on. Those, those drive-bys <laughs> are the best ones, by the way. <laughs> hey, you know, I was fishing today with Donnie Spencer. He's a guide at Irvine Lake, really? Diamond Valley. And, and, yeah, yeah. And um, Donnie was asking, who's a good guide, you know, out of San Diego? And I said, oh, you got to give James a call. You know, so he wanted to know, do you take people out to go white sea bass fishing? Because he wants to hire you to go white sea bass fishing. You know, I could tell you they're not my specialty, but I'm starting to grow on them. Uh, <laughs> you know, diehard white sea bass fishermen are nocturnal. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty much not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so if that they're willing to bite to during my hours, yeah, we'll go after them. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> that would be the correct one. If he wants a, if he wants to die hard, if he really wants to go get them, there's guys that that can target that fish and don't mind getting up early and staying late. Uh, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Barry Brightenburg comes to mind. That guy, that guy's a genius. Uh, Dwayne Diego, uh, uh, Dwayne Miller is his actual name, but we call him Dwayne Diego. I mean, those guys. I mean, they they get on him. Even Brandon Nelson does a pretty good job getting on them. Those guys, you know, they're animals when it comes to those fish, and they just know every little technique from balloon fishing to, you know, dropper looping to every lure you could possibly imagine. So, I mean, those guys, just they, they know what they're doing. And I, quite frankly, if, if I got somebody that's diehard for one species of fish, I'm not going to lead them around and, you know, just take their money. I'd rather get them on somebody that's really going to get them that fish. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll let him know. I'd rather tell him, if you want to catch carp, you go with that guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, carp on a fly, call Conway Bowman. That guy knows what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. So so now... um, Now that it's wintertime, are you you as busy? Or, I mean, the fish are still here. What's going on with you? Yeah, I mean, this has been a great year as far as... I mean, today aside was a little bit, you know, stormy weather type of slow, but we still caught fish. And uh, other than this last couple of days where it got, you know, in the dreaded 60s, oh, darn, that's so chilly. <laughs> you know, but it's been wonderful out there. I mean, we've been stripping down to shorts and T-shirt by 10 o'clock. So, I mean, the weather's great. The fishing is good. It's, you know, folks, I guess, uh, I guess they just need to find out how to get out of where they are, where it's cold, you know, get on the whatever airplane that's flying out and get out here. Yeah, if they can. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Most every place else is frozen. I wouldn't want to have a, a Colorado connection or a New York connection. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. I, I, and I have seen, you know, today I had a guy from Manhattan, you know, amongst others that, family kind of grouped up along the way. As a matter of fact, the gentleman that, that caught that leopard shark's from Spain, you know, so just a bunch of families grouping up here in the San Diego area, so that was pretty cool. But uh, I've had folks from Boston lately, and, you know, the, I'm, I'm over there putting more layers on because it's below 65, and, and they're still out there and pretty comfortably in polo shirts, so it's pretty pretty fun. <laughs> Wendy, you were out and you said you caught a, some pretty nice sand bass today. Or, or I, I caught the sand bass last night. Last night? Yeah. Is that something yeah, those... you're seeing more of a push-up against the beach? J- James, are you catching the, the better sand bass? Or are they seeing that down there now? 
Well, yeah, you know, Stan, out on the out on the pipes and the reefs that we got, the rock piles, we've been getting some pretty decent sand bass lately, and that's that's what we went after today. We're we're really planning on getting some of those bigger sand bass that we've been getting every day up until today. But uh, I think today conditions when you get a lot of good currents. We had some real rip currents. We had the uh, tide pushing one way and the undercurrent pushing another, and when that oh, those currents it. get that. That's strong. Those fish just hunker down, and you got to be right on their face. Hit them over the head. You know that's a tough that's a tough fishing situation. It's like if the wind blows the opposite direction on that, it's almost impossible. So, yeah, exactly. And you got to really got to just be ready because we had a lot of strikes that were short strikes, or we bring in a lot of baits with the tails missing, and never saw the rod bounce at all. And the guys never felt the bite at all. So. It's not that they're not biting, but it's just, it's really difficult. You really got to be on your metal, and it's its hard to do. Again, when you got your line bowing all different directions, you're not feeling that bite, and that fish could just be slaughtering that bait, and you're not going to feel it unless you're really, just really concentrating. It's, and again, it's hard to concentrate when the boat's rocking back and forth a couple ways, you know, in the chop. And it's, yeah, so... I mean, these guys did the best that they could, and, you know, we did the best we could to get some fish out there, and the bites that we had were just so short and so quick and so unnoticeable, and it's really, really tough. So coming back in the bay was a really good choice, and that's, I, I like to I like to say that that's one of the best things you can do on a small boat, is, you know, you don't have to confer with 60 other people. You just say, look, this isn't happening, let's move, and then we move, you know, so it, it's, it helped. Yeah, that's one thing that's uh, going out with um, Captain James. It's really nice because you're you're real flexible, and you go where the fish are. So you know, I mean, every time I fish with you, we've we've been able to catch something. You know, that's it, Wendy. <laughs> that's my that's my thing when I go fishing. You know, it's real easy to get gung ho like like you were talking about. You know, folks that want to get that elusive white sea bass. It, it's really nice if you got a fish on your checklist. You want to check it off, and I'll tell you, white sea bass are yummy, and they fight hard, so I can't blame people who want to chase them. But it's even better sometimes when you don't have expectations. You just say, look, let's just go out and fish. You right. Know, and this, this is a great environment for that. San Diego, I mean, we've got 23-plus different species that will bite a hook in the line that, you know, it just go out there and, and see what happens. Look at the, possi- the possibilities. Today, as, you know, even... The kind of bite that we had today, that was a little tough. We had to work at it. We still got five different species of fish in the boat. You know, that's, so that's awesome. Great. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to um, give you a call, what number should they call, or can they um, look up on look you up on the website, or how can they get a hold of you? They can look me up online, and you know, from what I've noticed so far, it's all positive stuff. But the <laughs> 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 it just says Mr. Entertainment right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to America's Most Wanted uh, website. But anyway, <laughs> they can go to com. That's that's my website. and uh, Or they can go to Rod and Reel Radio. There's a little link there to get a hold of me. So you go to com. I'm on there. And also, the telephone, 619-395-0799. Well, that's great, James. And uh, I hope that uh, we'll be seeing you soon. I'll see you out on the water and give James a call if you'd like to hire an awesome guide. I can vouch for him. He's he's an awesome guide. So thanks thanks again, James. 
Well, thanks, Wendy. It's so nice to hear you say nice things about me. This is I, I gotta hang around you more. Yeah, where does she hang? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later, Stan. Okay. <laughs> thanks, guys. You take care. James, take All care. All right. Buddy. You too. One of these days, I'm gonna go down there and, and hire him and go out fishing. Uh, I have never been fishing with James. I'm down there a bunch, but it's usually out, you know, on the sport boats going someplace south and for more than one day. But one of those, one of these days, I'm gonna take off and get down there early and go fishing with James just to go play. You should. It's a kick, and he'll take you all over. I mean, if you want to go fish for bonefish, you can go fish for bonefish. If you want to fish for calicos or spotties or halibut, or and the halibut are big in, in that bay. So, I mean, there's so many different options you you can do over there. So, yeah, I mean, you I should think, go. I think the good part about that, too, is he's so on top of the patterns and, and you know, the water movement and where the fish go when when the water flows one way, when it's going the opposite direction, when it's uh, this way or that way, he he knows where to go and what to throw, which is, that's a great thing. It, once you understand the body of water that you're fishing all the time, it, uh, it makes it a lot more fun because the catching goes way up. Well, you know, he's out there every single day. He's got his finger on the pulse, so, you yeah. know, that, that helps a lot, you know, instead of having to do your homework by notes, you know? Yeah, well, it, it, as a... A one-time guide, not so much anymore. <laughs> that that's an important factor. Stay on top of the fish, know where they go, and uh, and know what to throw when when the fish start moving. Like he's saying with the cross currents and stuff like that. If you get wind blowing against you, uh, that's a tough bite that he, that you're trying to do, do. And your line's going big in in big S bends down below you. You don't know what's going on because you can't feel anything. So, right, right. So I guess we're not going to have Nick Diamond on tonight. I I, I don't. Um... I haven't heard that he's on the air or uh, on the on the phone yet, so I guess he's we'll just probably keep talking. Fishing, looking for albacore you know? so he can smoke them and send us some. Yeah, so uh, diamond head tuna. So hopefully uh, um, Mike will be calling in next week, uh, or maybe he'll call in later on today. But uh, so we're gonna we're not gonna have Mike on tonight. But visit Diamond Head Tuna. And uh, check out uh, his smoked tuna and albacore and stuff. It's really good. Um, so, so Stan. Yes. I was so excited. I got to watch the Bassmaster Classic today from my living room because I couldn't go to the Classic. So I actually watched it on TV. It was exciting. I could not find and, you know, it on TV. I had I went to the live. Uh, on the internet. Well, that's thing, where I, I went. Was, yeah. yeah, but I hooked it up to my TV. Because <laughs> I was running around, <laughs> I was running around so much. I, I was trying to get the boat ready before the rain hit, and the last parts, and I had to leave early. But I thought, you know, when I when I saw the last little bit, I was going, oh man, Omora is going to win a second one, and then surprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, and you know, I mean, day one, Dean Rojas was in the lead, and and you know, John would have been just pickled. Um, I sent him a message over to Anglers Inn and said, "Hey, you know, Dean's leading it, but uh, you know his uh, his spot just didn't hold up, I guess." And uh, the other guy figured out figured it out, and you know, congratulations to uh, hometown boy Casey Ashley. That that was amazing. But you know, I was rooting for Randy Hal for a back to back win. I was rooting for Takahiro Amari. He went. I think the last time he won a classic that was in North Carolina. We were so, we were know. there for the right. for that win back in North Carolina, which was pretty fun to watch. By the way, being there and being involved and watching Aaron underneath the bridge catching the fish and talking to him while he's fishing the uh, 
the Bassmasters Classic was fun, but you know, I thought I thought he had it when I left and I turned everything off. I go, well, he's got it. But good for Casey. <laughs> it's better good than he won actually. No kidding. And you know, I do have to say my condolences to Carol and Aaron and Leslie um, and, and the Martin family. Uh, they lost Jerry, Aaron's dad, Aaron's dad. Um, this past week. So you know, our condolences. Um, and uh, hats off to him. I mean, he still went out there and he still fished, and you know that's what his dad would have wanted. And you know, his mom, his mom couldn't go. So I know. Wait, maybe she did go. But, well, I think um, she was. I don't know if she was back there or not. They they live about a half mile from my office, and and the whole family. We I've I've known Aaron since he started fishing. He's a good friend, and, and Leslie before they even got married. I mean, they, they're they're great people, and and I and I know that for the last two years, uh, uh, Jerry's had had to be bedridden, and they, that's been a lot of care and and. Uh, God bless his wife for being next to him and taking care of him because there was a lot involved in that. And, you know, I, our prayers are with you and your family, Aaron and, and Carol, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you back out there fishing again now that, uh, uh, you know, you're you're gonna, he's going to live in peace and you're going to be able to come back to go fishing with us. So Aaron did a good job, you know, and he had the big fish of the tournament, I think a 614 or something like that. It was a pretty big fish. Uh, in that cold weather back there, I was watching these guys fishing. Uh, you know, Takahiro was out there, and he had a limit in the morning, and he went back to drop shot fishing. Now, I wouldn't have done that, just between you and me, because he'd caught some jig fish earlier and whatever else. <laughs> if, if I had five fish in the boat, I'd have lived with that jig and died with the. I jig. would have, yeah. Because like, that the jig, get the big fish with the jig. Well, you gotta yeah, get you're that gonna. Kicker. Yeah, that's you're gonna get a fish that'll at least upgrade your limit usually fishing the right. jig and even watching him he was fishing uh as i was watching on the internet there i was watching him fish for fish he could see below the boat and i'm going man back off and take that drop shot and throw it in the back of the boat and throw that jig out there and drag it past him up to his face and just let it sit there and let him think about it for about a while because it's cold those fish aren't moving um, even here you know you don't think so much about it this is winter by the way folks um <laughs> in our fishing you have to slow down even now you have to be very conscious about counting rocks and not moving the bait more than a couple of inches at a whack because how fast does a crawdad run? The shad have gone you know, down deep. How, how is it that these guys with the micro guides on the on their rods, how, how is it that, that they're able to cast that first day when it's freezing cold <laughs> and their guides are freezing up? And, I mean... I am pretty sure that there was that there were a few moments in there where the guy tried to cast and it was stuck to the end of his rod, or stuck <laughs> somewhere down the rod, and you had to put the rod in the water and then shake the water off and then make the cast. And and even if you have if, if it's that cold and people don't think about this, you get frost on the line on the reel and it can freeze to your reel too. It it's quite the an element to fish in really freezing weather like that. Now, there it was are so products. freezing, their boat got stuck to the trailer and they couldn't launch. Well, when you got to <laughs> take your, your boat cover off and you got two guys and you lift it off and it's all in one piece because it's just ice and you got to move it over and set it down and shake the ice off, you know it's going to be a tough day. Yeah, no kidding. You know what, we're going to have to go to another commercial break and coming up next, we're going to have Don Cat from Angler's Inn in El Salto, and he's going to be talking about his trip, so stay tuned. This is Radio Zion, AM 540, Rodno Radio. We'll be right back. 
Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter-day, full- and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and to secure online booking. HM Landing, the experienced angler, or for hmlanding.com. Are you involved in a family law problem like divorce, custody, or support? If so, it just might be time to call Bill Hockstead. You might know Bill as an avid angler and tournament fisherman, but more importantly to you, Bill is a family law attorney with 27 years of legal experience. Bill is certified by the State Bar of California as a specialist in family law. He understands your needs and can provide his clients with the highest degree of quality legal representation and competency while watching your budget. Remember, the more you have to risk, the more you need Bill. He practices in all the courts of San Diego County. So if you are in need of legal help, especially with a family law matter, give Bill Hockstead a call. Now here's his number, 619-212-1985. That's attorney Bill Hockstead, 619-212-1985. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin 6 ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at Chief Sport Fish com Anglers Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy Line, Spro Products, Gamakatsu Hooks, G. Loomis Fishing Rods, Shimano Products, Ovet Reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Anglers Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. 
When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. Welcome back to Rod and Real Radio. This is Wendy Kokihara and Stan Vanderberg. And coming up next, we have John Cassidy, straight from Angler's Inn. He just got done probably off the water fishing El Salto. Are you there, John? You bet, Wendy. Uh, now, we have you on a speakerphone, and I don't know how well we're coming through. How does it sound? Well, You're so sounding so loud and clear. You sound great. Yeah. All right. Hey, great. Well, we are definitely in Sinaloa province down here in Mexico. Paul Leder and I came down here last Monday. We started at Angler's Inn and um, at El Salto. And then what we did is Billy Chapman who invited us to come and see what he's doing at a new lake here just a little bit to the southeast of Mazatlan called Pacachos. And I've got to tell you, Stan, this lake, when it comes to fishing, structure, and timber, you cannot believe it. It is <laughs> the jungle that was covered up by water and then receded. <laughs> it is something. Oh, so, so, so does that mean it? you're leaving a lot of gear there? <laughs> uh, yeah, do not come with anything that you're really enamored with. Okay? <laughs> hey, hey, now what I'm going to do is, you know, over the years we've talked to Billy Chapman and talked about uh, the beautiful resort that he has at Lake El Salto. And Paul and I, I've got to tell you, we were treated like royalty, but, you know, they didn't know all we were were just a couple of regular putzes. But they treated us great. and But this operation that Billy has going down here at Lake Picachos is really going to be something. And I'm going to turn this over to Billy, and he can tell you a little bit of what's happening. Billy, welcome to Ron Real Radio. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here, John. We're fishing <laughs> the newest lake in Mexico. Uh, it's located only 50 minutes from Mazatlan. We've really? never had a lake with an airport that close. And uh, so you basically land in Mazatlan, and then from there, 50 minutes, you'll be in a boat on the water's edge. So, and, so Billy, uh, you, how far inland is this lake? I mean, it can't be that far. No, inland, uh, mile-wise, we're inland. We're about 30 miles inland, right in the foothills of the Sierra Madres. And uh, it's directly straight shot from the airport. Uh, there's a, there's two ways in here, paved roads to the lodge. And uh, like I said, over you know 38 years I've been outfitting down here in Mexico in these Mexican lakes. We've never had a, a lake as convenient as this lake. Uh, you can actually be staying on the beach and come up here and fish for the day if you wanted to. We have day trip packages from Mazatlan. But right now, it's a numbers lake. Uh, the lake record stands at 12 pounds, 4 ounces, and it's been stocked for six and a half years. The majority of the fish are running a pound and a half to six pounds, with some sevens and eights and nines and some tens mixed in. But the numbers are, uh, we started off, we had Dean Rojas down here uh, October 1st. He opened up the lodge October 1st. And basically, he was catching 180 fish a day on his frog. And it's just, uh, <laughs> or anything, you know, you can catch them on any. They don't know what a gringo looks like. So if you really want to catch some fish, 
get down here before they figure out what a Canadian looks like or an American looks like or, a, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I will vote for that that idea because I mean, back in the mid seventies through the late seventies, we used to travel down with a group of guys and fish Obergon and Novia and the lakes down there because nobody else knew they were down there, and it was absolutely off the hook, incredible fun fishing. So I can only imagine, you know, if he caught one hundred and eighty fish on a frog, it was no fun. I mean, that would that it was a stand, but. I need to have Billy tell you where all the material for this lodge is coming from because he's got a beautiful location. It overlooks the lake. You're looking due east in the morning, and so you get to share a great sunrise. It's elevated probably, what, about 50 or 60 feet above the lake? Yeah, about 50. Each of the rooms has a beautiful lake view, and then it's just a short walk to have breakfast, but... Billy, where did all the material come to build this lodge? Because you've got materials that really you don't find anywhere else here in Mexico. Well, that's a combination. Uh, the lodge itself, there was 550 people dis- displaced when they built the lake. So seven villages were underwater. Wow. And uh, four cemeteries are underwater. So you literally have structures of schools and homes. Adobe brick, wow. thatch roof is sticking sticking up outside of the lake, and it's a lot of good structure for the bass as well. But so they, they, I'm partners with the locals, 550 partners basically, and they took their houses down and they built some. We built cabins out of those, so the, they're, they're rustic but they're five star. And then from there, we we moved the lodge from Lake Mateos that we were fishing years ago, and we dismantled that lodge and brought the rest of that over here. Really? So uh, we, it's a combination of uh, what was planted in the lake prior to the lake filling and literally took off the teja and the doors and the windows. So it's very Mexican. Uh, it, might sound, it might not sound too good on radio right now, but it came out pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we're definitely loving it. Uh, uh, now, what we took advantage of is a combination package that Billy offers. You can do two and a half days at Pacachos or at El Salto. And then what you do is they transfer you to the other lake. So you get to fish both of them during the course of six days. Is there a website we can see all um, the structures and the lake and the the new buildings and stuff, or um, or do you have a there Facebook is. page that we could go to? Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, if the listeners would go to anglersin.tv, anglersin, just punch in anglersin.tv, and that's our uh, that's our site, and there's, there's, there's fishing reports up there. You can watch uh, the report on Dean Rojas when he was down here and caught 183 in a day. And speaking of, back then, it was, the record was 183 fish for one day. Then it went to 220. Then it went to 264. Then it went to 269. And the new lake record of fish being caught, two anglers, in one day is 320 fish. So we're going to have an Ironman tournament, and we're going to see what <laughs> we can do in 24 hours. We're really thinking about getting a about Good six Lord. teams together, then <laughs> we have a hey, chance we'll have to a run real radio team. I think we have to qualify this because, you know, 
you know, you had the northern strain of bass, which is uh, a smaller fish, but it's pretty pretty aggressive, and they 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 eat pretty good. And then you've got the Florida strain bass that's not as easy to catch, and they they grow a lot larger. And then you've got the Mexican angry bass, <laughs> which grows <laughs> big and is tough, and they will eat anything as long as it's moving. <laughs> That's so true. A three-pound bass down here feels like a six-pound bass. You know, they they do fight, and they're just they're just fed. Everything's just right for them down here, and they grow real fast. And uh, this is not our first rodeo on on a Mexican new lake. And you know, you can count on two-pound bass within a year, and in year four, you have eight-pound bass. No, and it's always been that's been proven with Lake Wheaties, Lake Alsalto, Lake Backrack, and our family goes back forty years. In stocking Mexican lakes, and and uh, like like John was saying, it's a jungle out there, so bring some braid with you, and uh, at least two hundred watermelon lizards, about three hundred <laughs> and if you run out, you're shit out of luck here, man. You just bring it with you. What you need to do is bring anything with a curl tail and swim it. I don't care what it is with a curl tail, any worm or any lizard or anything with curl tails on it. And if it hits the bottom, lift it back up and start swimming it again, because that that seems to down in Mexico, those fish down there want it moving and they like to kill it. You're not kidding, Stan. These fish down here, we thought the fish at Lake El Salto were strong. We come over here to Picachos, and these fish are on steroids. And Billy's saying, well, you know, there's only some fours and fives and sixes. One of the reasons why I don't think they get a lot of fives and sixes and seven, hooking them is one thing. Bring them to the boat is another because where you're hooking these bad boys up, uh, you're in the middle of uh, a, a jungle. There's everything in the water. Well, the and fours, fives, and sixes are all in the sixes. Yeah, you got it. Hey Billy, then, do you guys have divers that go down in there that'll be that'll be retrieving all the lures and then you guys can resell them at the store? <laughs> I'd be afraid to go down and get hung up in that brush. Oh. <laughs> Wendy, it is just incredible. It's literally the jungle that was filled up with water and then when it receded, every stick, every branch, every stump it's still there, <laughs> and it's waiting. How many surface acres is this lake? Yeah, how big is this lake? Uh, it's roughly twenty thousand acres. It's it's pretty close to the same size as Lake Al South. So it's not a real big lake, but it, the river the river really reaches into the Sierra Madres. The river reaches from uh, into Durango, so it, it's got a lot of water, and it's filled in one year. Believe it or not. So, like. Obregon, we used to go up the end of it. It was kind of like Mojave. You could get up into a river area and you could go for a ways. Does this lake have that kind of opportunity? You can go up a river. Yes, we yes we do. Uh, but right now we we had a big we had a big thunderstorm back two weeks ago, and the lake came up ten feet. Yippee! In about three days, and uh, wow. so the top water bite is off. So right now the top water bite is really off. But it's going to come back. It's just settling down. And we had snow-capped mountains. I've never seen snow in the Sierra Madres. And uh, three weeks ago, it snowed here. Not here, but in the mountains. And that's all draining down into that big river system that we got that reaches up into Durango. So 
Uh, right now, it's a little bit off for John compared to what it was, mainly the top water bite. But that will come back. And uh, but if, if people would were to go to anglersin.tv, you could really just buzz around and take a look what's going on. Lake Picasso's and testimonials and. And there's fishing shows up there as well, and then you, you'll see a lot on El Salto and also our Amazon operation. You know, this this is uh, well, we got to take a break, so we're going to come yeah. back. Yeah, hey, uh, we also have Paul Leader here with us, and uh, we're going to get him on the next segment to get an unbiased opinion on just the funny things about the fishing here, guys. So go ahead and take your break, Wendy. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. I am a heroic angler. I can bait a hook with my eyes closed, cast to a spot the size of a dime, and reel in the biggest monsters of the depths. And not only do I make sure everyone on my boat wears a life jacket, I make sure we're saving water. Because every drop we save means more water for our fish. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for a fish, except kiss one. Well, there was that one time, but I don't kiss and tell. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Looking for that special family experience? Want to really get your money's worth? Then come to the Fred Hall Show, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. For 69 years, we provided world-class deals and world-class fun for men, women, and children. And when it's time to go home, you'll want to do it all again. If you love fishing, boating, travel, camping, hunting, or diving, it's the ultimate outdoor experience, and the kids are free. The Fred Hall Show, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Check us out at fredhall.com. We want to remind you, if you are planning to make a visit to the Hawaiian Islands, either the Big Island or Oahu, and you're interested in a sports fishing trip, give Captain Mick a call. And for the best in Hawaiian seafood and albacore and smoked fish, it's Diamond Head Tuna. You can find out more about the products from Diamond Head Tuna by just going to diamondheadtuna.com 
or give Captain Mick Diamond at Champ Sports Fishing a call, 760-500-7094. Hey, and we do welcome you back to Rod Reel Radio. You've got Wendy Toshihara and Stan Vandenberg in the palatial AM540 studios. And you have Hopalong John Cassidy, Billy Chapman, and my special guest here with us, Mr. Paul Leener, owner-operator of Alcone Ford. He's with us, too. And, Paul, tell me, we're here at Lake Picacho's. Can you give us an unbiased opinion on what do you think? Is the fishing better, the accommodations, uh, the food, or the scenery? Well, I'd have to say... Are you all right? Am I in? Yeah, you're there. You're there. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, it's hey, unbelievable. And John covered it. And Billy covered a lot of it. But the accommodations, the fishing. John and I didn't get 200 fish a day because we were only able to get about 75 or 80. But uh, that's, because we're, that's because we're a little slower than most people. So we didn't have that opportunity. But it is amazing. you want to say something? Yeah, we, we, got, we were hung up. More than we were fishing. <laughs> Who was hung up? I was hung up more than I was fishing. Well, you know, Anyways, that's the, the problem with a new lake like that with all the wood in it. You know, you kind of throw a Cinco. Now, the big baits uh, now, since there isn't any top wire, was uh, the uh, lizard with chartreuse tails and uh, Cinco's, the uh, green pumpkin. Yeah. They, were, they were the two. And the, and the other one today came out of nowhere was a rattle trap. They really stuck a lot of fish, a lot of short fish, a lot of long fish, big fish. It's just a question of throwing your your bait up there and reeling them back, and you've got a fish, providing you don't get under the tree or over the tree or whatever. But the accommodations here are unreal. Scenery is unreal. Uh, The food, the lodging, everything you can imagine. If you're a bass fisherman, uh, you can think it would die and went to heaven down here because it's uh, uh, one of a kind. No Did one you guys have a guide anything. that takes you out? Yep. Huh? Did you guys have a guide that takes you out? Yeah, we have a guide that uh, takes us out every day. We use the same one all three days here and the, the, a different one over at El Solto for all three days there. But uh, And how, yeah, how many to. hours a day do you guys fish? Do you guys take a siesta sometime in the middle of the day and then go back out? Oh, why would you ask us that? <laughs> Sorry. She knows we're old. Uh, what happened? Yeah, let me give you the routine. We uh, we go on the water at 6 in the morning after breakfast. They bring coffee to the room at 5.15. Then we go to breakfast, and then we board the boat about 6 o'clock just before the sun comes up, and then we take off. We fish till 11.30, come in, have lunch, have a siesta till 1.30, Go back out till dark. That's the routine every day. It's the same routine in El Salto also. So, uh, and Billy forgot. I have to mention the fact that he has an open bar. And, uh, <laughs> the day is not over yet. <laughs> I'll be right over. No kidding. Um, you know, so that the second half of the day is a lot happier. Well, not really. In the mornings when. There's more, <clears throat> excuse me, there's more action in the morning. Uh, right off <laughs> At the, the bat, bar? It's calm. It's calm, and uh, you can just 
fish a lot easier, it seems, in the morning than in the afternoon when the wind comes up a little bit. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the nice things about coming down here is Angler's Inn takes away all the anxiety of getting down here. All you have to do is worry about the airplane landing at Mazatlan or landing at Culiacan. Once you get there, you go through immigration, you get your bag, and as soon as you walk out the door, there was someone there to greet you. They're smiling. They portage your stuff out to a van. You sit down in the van, and there is an array of cold beverages waiting for you. And you're carted off right to the uh, resort of your choice. So from the time you get in to the time you leave here, uh, you know, anything you want is taken care of. Wow. What about your fishing gear as far as your rod and your reel? Do you have to bring your own rod and reel? Um, or do they it. supply those yeah. there at the end? We had to bring We brought our own. But they're available. But uh, Billy has them available at both places, too. But okay. most guys want to bring their own uh, gear. Uh, Billy's got an array of uh, baits here that you can get also. But uh, most of the guys are bringing their own, loading up with uh, lizards and the sinkos and Everything else you can imagine. Uh, the top water we were, John and I were both counting on doing a little bit of that, but it just wasn't available at this time. Uh, Rojas and all those people that got involved in it was before the lake came up, and uh, they slotted them in, on top water. That's well, all they got most of their fish on, in fact, where we got most of our fish on on the soft baits. But uh, weather too, I didn't. Nobody mentioned the fact that. It's around 85 to 90, uh, very little wind, and uh, just just a wonderful setup. Uh, we're very fortunate, John and I, to be able to come down and do what we did and have the weather and everything else go with it. You know, you this time of year down, anything? you know, this, uh, this weather's good here. You know, just coming in, we came in from Culiacan, and it is amazing the agriculture that we passed coming in here. Fields and fields and fields, giant fields of corn and cucumbers and hothouses with tomatoes. Uh, incredible. Hey, Billy, in the, in the time we've got left over here, you know, we're talking about the great weather here, but at both El Salto and at Mazatlan, you do have a season here. So tell us a little bit about the schedule for both of the inns. Well, our season opens up October 1st. Uh, we opened up, like I said earlier, with Dean Rojas, and we'll run all the way through July 25th. So we have a good 10-month season. If you want your best topwater fishing, that's October, November, December, into January. Right now we're in the spawn. February and Mar- March are spawning months yeah. on both lakes. It's going to fall sometime in that time frame. We actually get two spots. We get another one in August, but we'll close. So we are closed August and September due to the heavy monsoon season. And it rains every day, and it's nothing for our lakes to come up 50 feet in 60 days. So for that reason, we shut shut down August and September due to uh, basically it's a little too hot, too much humidity, and too much rain. But... uh, that's pretty much it's a long season, and we're halfway through it. Our, our best fishing for big fish falls May, June, and July. Really? Yes, it is hot, 
but we get off the lake at 10.30. We take a four-hour break midday, but you're going to fish until 8.30 at night. The difference now is we're, we're coming in at 6. It's dark at 6.15. But June and July, it's dark at 8.30, so dinner served at 9. So if you really want to get a great siesta in and watch a little news and get a massage, we have masseuses as well, uh, kick back that midday, the hot, hot part of the day, and you're still getting 10 to 11 hours of fishing in. And if you're not going to catch them in 10 hours, you're just not going to catch them in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, let me ask you a question, because normally uh, we used to come down and, and fish the Mexican lakes there uh, in in January, late January, February, because of the spawn, and, and the fish were a good size then, but it, you're saying the bigger, the bigger fish are a little later on in the season. Is that because they, the bigger fish spawn maybe the little later, uh, and, your, and your big fish, the ones that weigh more, maybe in, when they spawn, and you said in the summertime? The reason our, our, our biggest fish time is May, June, and July is, that the lake is at its lowest point. So you'll take a 20, 20, 24,000-acre lake, and, and it will be shrunk down to 16,000 acres, the same amount of fish. And there's no fluctuation, and the big fish are holding on the humps and the deep points, and they'll be there tomorrow. So you could go back day after day, and you have, you know, you have big fish holes, and they're going to be there. And it's just very consistent. If, like I said earlier, if you go to anglersin.tv, I love to watch the shows that were shot in the last couple of years. They're all on anglersin.tv. Monster Fish, uh, Joe Thomas's shows. You'll see, and it, it gets green again, and you have a little runoff coming down from the mountains. So any of the royos, which are the canyons that come into the lake, the big fish are holding at those canyons. With, huh. that, with all that, that food chains washing down out of the Sierra Madre, so the small fish are up tight, and the big fish are, you know, a little bit deeper, and they're concentrated. You know, is Stan and Wendy, uh, is that this when is also... A, what's that? Go, guys. No, I was just asking, is that when the rattle trap really comes into play a lot? No, the rattle trap is more now in the fall months, uh... May, June, and July is more uh, pig and jig, pitching the trees, the big trees, fishing 20 foot, 22 feet, deeper water, but the fish are concentrated. Uh, cinco, uh, cinco's are good always, you know, when it's uh, when the fish are shallow, but basically uh, the bigger fish are caught on skiddy dippers, big, deep, big deep diving crankbaits, battery shads. Citrus, citrus colors, the color for Lake Alsato and Lake Decashers. I'll be right. You can throw a swim bait over here, Stan, and uh, that'll work. Uh, uh, seems like big baits, so uh, seem to work better. Hey, just one more thing, because I know we're coming towards the end of the show. If you want to bring a group here, man, it's a sensational time to bring a bunch of friends. Not only do you have great fi- uh, fishing. You have great food. You have the open bar. You all get a chance to sit together and share stories. Uh, when we were over at um, El Salto, there were groups of 8, 10, and 12. And I think Billy was saying uh, come uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, there'll be 20 here at Picachos. And so can you imagine being here with, with a dozen of your friends? And uh, just sharing a good time. And they don't know what a gringo looks like. Hey, Billy? 
Hey, before uh, these, we go, really quickly, uh, tell us how do we find out more about Angler's Inn? You can give us a call at 1 800 Got a Fish. Got a Fish. G O C A Fish. Or go to anglersin.com or anglersin.tv. All right, guys, we're going to hand it back to you. And uh, great show, and thanks for having us. Good job, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your time. Wendy. Yeah, I can barely hear you, Stan. Oh, I was going to say, good job, girl. Well done. All right. Well, thank you, and we'll talk to you guys all next week, and uh, have a great week. This is Wendy, Stan, and John for God Radio. Best wishes for big fishes, everybody. I was probably tied up at the studio. You aren't tied up, you dog. It's just playing old gone fishing. There's a sign upon your door. Pops, don't blab it around, will you? Gone fishing. Keep it shady. I got me a big one staked out. Mm, you ain't working anymore. I don't have to work. I got me a piece of Gary. Cows need milking in the barn. I have the twins on that detail. They each take a side. But you just don't give a darn. Give them four bits of cow and hand lotion. You just never seem to learn. Man, you taught me. You ain't got no ambition. You're convincing. Gone fishing. <laughs> got your hound dog by your side. That's old Cindy Lou going with me. Gone fishing. Get away from me, boys, you bother me. Folks won't find us now because Mr. Satch and Mr. Cross, we gone fishing instead of just a wishing. Oh, yeah.